Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the voice and sadly the face of Mafu. Joined as always by his lovely friends somewhere in the Northeast, Mr. Ross Twiddell and Jack the Jobber. How are you doing, first of all, Ross? Lovely, Matthew. How are you? I'm doing grand. And how is Jack? I'm all right as well. How are you? I'm grand. I'm sorry to sound so mechanical, like <laughs> the checkout at Sainsbury's, but that's what we dealt with here to get a lovely podcast. And you both seem in high spirits. So let's go on straight to the news and talk about how, oh, good. Here's some lovely news from last week. More releases as we say goodbye to Cassius Ono. Mm. Oh, no. He'd already changed his name on Twitter to... Uh, Illumini. Illumini? Jesus Christ, Matthew. <laughs> I knew I got that wrong. Uh, Illumini? Alumni. Illuminati. Oh, Why don't you tell more about the story, Jack, while I try and wonder how I've been pronouncing words for all my life? He's put out a video on Twitter saying it was like it was like a video where there were some highlights of him from NXT as Cassius Ono in black and white, and then it all faded away, and then the old Chris Hero rap song started playing again. And uh, that's really exciting for fans of his on the indies because he puts on really good indie matches, doesn't he? Against, I'll think of some examples right now, don't worry. Uh, Mark Andrews and him had a really good match once. Um, CM Punk. CM Punk in that feud. Yeah. Or three hundred years ago. Speedball Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey. Uh, he was in an excellent tag team with... Claudio Castagnoli or Cesaro. He's good, isn't he? He's a good lad at the wrestling. He is. People have been surprised to see that WWE managed to waste Chris Hero not once, but twice in the prime of his career. Uh, Mm. However, he had just recently set up a wrestling historian account on Reddit. I'm not sure if it's a subreddit or just him talking because he does know a lot about the graps and he's wanting to share that information with as many people as possible. So... What was your favourite memory of Cassius Ono and WWE, Ross? When Velveteen Dreams sparked him out. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that match they had? And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Cassius. Bop. See you later. But it is weird because he seemed to be like very high thought of. When you watch like the PC YouTube channel and stuff, he seemed to be like coaching as well, which it 
if you want a coach, I guess there's no better guy than him. So it's a surprise from that front as well that we let him go completely. But I, I bet he guess he's better off there, better off away, sorry, than, than being mm. there. He's one of them. Yeah. It's bittersweet. It's a sad goodbye to him. But on the plus side, we never t- need to see that horrible gear ever again. <laughs> and other news, The Revival have changed their name, their new indie scene, to The Revolt. Sounds all right. Begins with an R. Similar connotations, if you're not too picky with the details. However, some people aren't impressed because there are other tag teams with the name The Revolt, as I'm scrolling down now. Caleb Conley and Zane Riley have been known as Revolt for over five years. And apparently, they're not too happy because they know who they are. They they're from the Carolinas as well. Yeah, that's right. They're yeah. from the Kakalaki area. And so there's been some tweets. Here we go. Riley tweeted, hey, Dax and, Dax and Cash. If you need ideas for merch or gear or anything, we've got five years worth it just bobbing around. (laughs) Uh, We also have Cody Rhodes has tried to trademark his name, which uh, some obvious reasons his name isn't Cody Rhodes in real life. But uh, do we have stopped using it? So he's just going to go, well, I'll use this. You're not just lying around. You're not using it. Um, Same way he took war games. I think their trademark expired on it, maybe. Well, that's right. And also, you can only use have a trademark if you're using it. Mm. Can you? Can you? Right. I mean, I, you, I, I would, I'm surprised they haven't tried to use more of a... Oh, I see what Ross is going with there. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Sipping the tea there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. But I did like how they get around with this for so long by having... Here they are. Uh, Brandy and Cody Rhodes. Cody and Brandy like, Rhodes. Is that how they did it? Yeah, because they can't use Cody Rhodes. But they can and say- people said that we wouldn't have the same chemistry doing this <laughs> on Discord. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Jack. Shut up. Uh, we apparently want to tour in July, which is maybe wishful thinking. Maybe it's not. Who knows the exact moment in time? We don't know when this all is going to stop. But we do know for definite, that Gronk is not going to be there when they do start touring because he's re-signed with NFL. He's been traded to the Tampa Bay Bucks Buccaneers. Um, I did a bit of research because I'm proper, I'm a journo. Um, what I did was I went on a website called Google Maps, uh, looked at the cities around the Performance Center, and the city with the NFL team closest to the PC is Tampa. Now, I don't know. I thought that meant that he'll still be doing stuff for them, but then it was swiftly pointed out to me by people more savvy that there's just no way. Like, he's going to have to focus so much on continuing to be an elite-level athlete that there's no way he's got time to do stuff in WWE. But the well, WWE he doesn't did, have a choice. Well, the WWE did say that, like, <laughs> he will still be defending the 24-7 championship, so I guess that's going to be taken off him at some point soon. I don't know. He'll be wearing that belt while he's doing the football games and whatnot. <laughs> I'm surprised, though, there seems to be a huge uh, uh, response to people looking at this. Is this, aha, Gronk, he swerved WWE, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, I didn't realize he was supposed to be here, like, full time. I just thought he was a WrestleMania guest. No, no, um, Mojo announced on SmackDown that they'd signed him. Yeah, Meltzer said there was going to be two two matches or something. That's what they had planned for him. One being at SummerSlam. So I guess that's not going to happen now. Yeah. 
Who was it going to be against? Corbin or someone? Mojo. I know it was never... <laughs> the seeds were sown at WrestleMania when he turned on his best pal in the world. Mojo gets his revenge in the main event of SummerSlam. It's a shame we'll never see that now. Is it? <laughs> Damn it. Another storyline ruined by WWE. <laughs> what were you saying, Jack? I just said, is it? Oh, it's okay. And also, some strange news as somebody with the name John has apparently messaged. Let's see, I'm the proper news. It's an issue when you have so many tabs open to get the news. Uh, if you get where everything is, and it's gone. Okay. Well, we all know the story. Somebody <laughs> named John has messaged uh, the mayor of Orange County, I believe, to basically say that he is being forced to work on the conditions that are not inclusive to the say, uh, social distancing that Orange County has required people to be doing. And that's all we have right now, isn't it? Someone yeah. has whistleblown. WWE responded saying that's not true. No one's been forced to work. But the implication is that like they're under tremendous pressure to work, otherwise they'll lose their spot and stuff like that. Um, John also seems to be, this isn't confirmed, but the wording of it makes it sound like he is a in-ring competitor or referee because he said that there's no way of avoiding coming into contact with my co-employees. I mean, he's right. It doesn't matter what you do backstage. You still are going to be in the ring, sweating on people, Swapping saliva and all that. So I don't know what you're supposed to... It's kind of counterproductive to be saying, well, backstage, we're staying six feet apart from each other. Mm. But, and uh, I like the way he's responsive. Well, no one's forcing you to wrestle. It's like, um, no one's forcing me to pay me rent either. <laughs> and Kenny Omega has been frustrated by the AW women's roster having limited TV time. If only he could speak to some of the people in charge of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And also the video game that AW said that was sorting out is going to be delayed, but who can blame him for that? And apart from that, I believe, looking at these hasty scrolling together notes, that the only other news is that Dino Bravo was dead. Oh, what? <laughs> it's and 1993. I, oh, I, because I of the dark side. I was like, where's this come from? And then I forgot the dark side of the ring, isn't it? That's right. Vice's dark right. side of the ring. The only consistent thing on wrestling TV right now, Ed, and it was it was interesting, kind of bittersweet. Uh, they did a good job showing how popular Dino Bravo was in the area of Canada he was based in, and in national wrestling later on, try to compete with WWE, bless him for trying, and they did try to present him as the star. However, I should point out to any people watching this, thinking, you know what, I think I'll check out some of his WWE run and see what see the the happy Dino Bravo memories. Don't. He was oh. the worst thing about that time period. Bloody awful. Like resting a fridge. Uh, <laughs> however, the story of his untimely demise and still unsolved uh, assassination is uh, very interesting to watch. And it was very awkward to see that the police refused to comment, possibly because they'd see how bad the police last week with Snooker's uh, episode turned out. And Chris Jericho's voiceover says, well, it is still an open case. So if you have any information about the assassination of Dino Bravo, please call this number. It's like the end of Who Shot Mr. Burns. I can't solve it. Can you? <laughs> One guy um, smoking a cigarette going, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, just while we're on the topic of documentaries, I'm, I'm like a month behind the times, but I have watched Tiger King now, so... Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. 
My favourite is uh, Cowie. Love Cowie. The one with the long blonde hair. He's great. Absolutely I feel sorry for him. Do you watch the He's episode a... 8? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the new one? Yeah, everyone's picking on him for his teeth and whatnot. He's sick of it. Feel yeah, sorry but he's he's cleaned up now though. He's sober, isn't he? So that's good. Yeah, I just like the bit where they're like, "How many wives did Doc have?" And everyone's like, oh, five, seven. He's like, "I don't give a crap." <laughs> so good. I, I tried to get my dad to watch it, so I have something to talk about, and he went, "I couldn't watch it, son. It's just they're all walking around with the giant hair talking about tigers. It's just too American." <laughs> so what does he think of wrestling <laughs> he loves it and by it i mean big daddy giant haystacks uh, Mick McManus. so and apart from that my dad that was the news everybody get excited for the cultaholic hall of fame now time for everyone's favorite segment the hall of fame and in condescending order from last week Jack's story, a.k.a. the never-ending story, <laughs> uh, 30%. Bus drivers, 30%. Mm, it was tie. So, it's a tie. So my story was joint, was joint second, actually. Let's just make that very clear. Uh, bus drivers everywhere going, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and way ahead, 40%, Mr. Captain Tom Moore, doing his bit for the NHS. That was Ross's pick. Ross, well done. Thank you. Well, well done, Captain Tom. I think he's over twenty million now. What he's raised, what an amazing man! Yeah, fully deserved to be in our Hall of Fame. That's right. That's more important than his contributions to the NHS. At the end of the day. <laughs> well, you won last week, so you can go first this week, Ross. I'm going for nothing noble this week. Basically, I had a, a new a new beer this week by a, a brewery called Northern Monk. And it's uh, Aunt Bessie's Jam Roly Poly. It's a pale ale. Wow. It's Hall of Fame worthy, so I'm going to nominate it. The nicest drink I've ever had in my mouth. Better than Umbongo. They drink it in the Congo. They do drink it in the Congo. Oh. But I drank this one in Newcastle, and it's lovely. Uh-huh. Does it taste so like Jam Roly Poly? It just tastes like jam, but in oh. a beer form. It's very. It's a, it's a weird, it's a bit of a head, F-U-C-K. But it's lovely all the same. And there's my Hall of Fame nomination. Right. <laughs> well, after that hard work of last week, you deserved some time off there. So I'll go next because I know it won't be able to compete with whatever Jack has. It's not been the most exciting or interesting week for myself in the things I've watched or done, as was everybody else. But I was reminded by Brandon Stroud, a.k.a. the guy who used to be best friends with Jack but left him for someone better. <laughs> Bret Hart's interview on the January 21st, Nitro 1999. And it is the one that people put up and people go, Bret Hart couldn't talk. Bret Hart had a hound dog face and all that. It's the one where he's in this green locker room with a white screen, talking to Mean Gene. And Mean Gene's like, well, you should be defending your, your title. Oh, which title? Yeah, probably the US title. Uh, you should be defending against Booker T. And he goes, Booker T? Who's, who's Booker T? Booker T? I, I'm a proper champion. I will defend it against the proper people in this company. And you know what? There's a, someone I've been watching for a long time. L Dandy, I think you're outstanding performer. <laughs> and then Mijin's like, whoa, 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 L Dandy, like he's, he's all respect him. He's a cruiserweight. Like, and the the immortal line, uh, uh, who are you to doubt L Dandy? This <laughs> is one of the highlights. That he carries on. He goes, uh, well, how about hypnosis? BG goes, it's psychosis. Whatever. <laughs> he, he's a high flyer of the highest magnitude, and he. Finishes it where he goes. Well, how about Dean Malenko? And he goes, Ah, oh, screw Dean Malenko. He said, 
He's, he's out with a, a, an injury or something. This is a groin pull, the likes of which you've never seen. <laughs> it's an absurd way of talking. And then Miji says, well, in fairness, he does have a, a severe ankle injury. Bret Hart just goes, yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm nominating Bret Hart's salty interview because it salty like, Bret Hart is the best Bret Hart. What were you saying, Jack? It sounds like the, the Rock interview before the Royal Rumble when he's like, headbanger Marsh. It's so good. Yeah. Number one, headbanger. Number two, Crash Holly. Yeah. If The Rock could get past those two, then maybe, just maybe, The Rock has a chance to win the Rumble. Anyway, so yeah, Bret Hart sold. And now we go. I know everyone's on to say, everyone's on the edge now. What's Jack's pick for this week? This is one you like, actually, and you might know more about it than me because it's something I've recently discovered. Uh, it's a website called Salty Bet. Have you heard of it? I was expecting to set up so quick. Uh, salty bet? No, what is it? So salty bet was something I was on Reddit and I was I found a thread that was like things websites to go on when you're bored during lockdown. I was like, right, let's have a look. And someone had recommended salty bet. I went on it and it's basically uh, there's an embedded Twitch channel, so you're watching this like live 24 hour Twitch feed, and it's just randomly generated. It's like a fighting game, but you're not playing. Obviously, it's just simulated. Oh, and God, you bet fake you're money about. on. Yeah, yeah. You uh, it's Mugen. Is that what it is? So yeah. basically, there's anyone can create a character and upload it, and they fight. And you've got to bet on just by the look of them who you think is going to win the fight. I'm really bad at it, but it's curiously addictive. Like, like Luigi showed up at one point, and I won big on Luigi because like I thought there's no way Luigi's going to win. And everyone bet on Luigi. I bet against Luigi. And he got his ass handed to him. So the odds were so big because everyone had bet against Luigi. I was like, get in. But then the problem is, sometimes you'll get some massive bloke with like a sword against a Japanese schoolgirl. And she'll just absolutely do him in with like psychic powers and stuff. And because she's so small, her hitbox is so small that he can't actually hit her with his sword. It's fun. It's fun, Matthew. So mine is Salty Bet. I'd encourage everyone to check it out. It's not real money, don't worry. And um, don't get too addicted to it. It does get boring after a while. But that's that's mine. Salty Bet. That's an interesting choice. I'll tell you, visually and audio uh, interesting because it's... it. You're right, Mugen's a giant create-your-own-fighter simulator, but game... It's basically... It's a sandbox almost playing game because it's so much about the creation the people making it so basically when that comes along there's a lot of really badly made characters so the there's like some ms pain efforts in there that yeah. look absolutely dreadful yeah yeah sometimes you get really good ones but then they've got like bad ai or something i don't know who controls the ai yeah i think it's just computer done computer whatever the hell but my favorite of that from years ago is uh omega tom hanks which had a Tom Hanks who you couldn't hit because there was no collision detection. Um, and he threw Wilson from Castaway at people. <laughs> the best one I saw was um, Evil Barney. It was just Barney the Dinosaur, but evil. It's good. Yeah. Well, I think we've done a horrible job explaining what Mugen is, but I'm sure people love to check out Salty Bet. So that's a salty free plug for them. Salty Bet. But you will not be salty. If you go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and you vote for one of the three magnificent, well thought out choices for Hall of Fame this week, which are Jack's Salty Bet, Ross's uh, 
Jam Roly Poly Pale Ale. Yeah, thank you for dabbing. <laughs> and Salty Brett. Salty Brett, salty, salty Brett. Salty Brett and Salty Brett. There we go. Nice. I might accidentally win. <laughs> People want to go for you, forget what it's called. And those are your three picks. Please vote with your time and effort and money. And you can expect more of the exact same content next week because sod all's happening. <laughs> that says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, ah this week in wrestling. And we go to SmackDown. Oh, God. Oh, well. Alexa, oh, Bliss's, Alexa Bliss's boyfriend, Braun Strowman, is the guest on A Moment of Bliss. Bray appears on the Tron and says he has left a present for Braun. And Braun's like, oh, Mongo like candy. Uh, it's the old mask he wore with the Wyatt family. And he looks at it as Michael Cole is like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Yeah, it's this happened. What are your thoughts, Ross? Um, I don't really have any. To be quite honest with you, he's got the mask he used to wear back in the day. Ooh, they've remembered something. That's all I've... Yeah, good on them for remembering something. Jack? I'm just wondering whether Bray is going to win because Braun obviously wasn't the first choice. And then if Roman comes back, they'll want him to be a heel and Bray is a heel. So I reckon Bray is probably going to beat Braun for the belt. Matthew? I misheard you then. I thought you wanted Roman to be a heel. It's like, no. that's right, I left because I didn't want to die. Everyone <laughs> 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 chants John at him. <laughs> Tamina beats Sasha Banks to win a title shot against Bailey. Bailey tries to help, but is nullified by Lacey Evans and whatever someone just dropped on the floor. Yeah, what was going on there? It was a pen, sorry. Oh. Uh, was it loud? Yeah, quite. Interesting, because my microphone's <laughs> above the screen. It's a quite a distance away. Mm. That's that's what you get when you pay for quality. <laughs> and yeah, so Tamina beat Sasha. That's that's uh, that's good. Move oh, on. and Matthew. Oh. Get excited. Get the cat excited. No, no, just you oh, get excited because Tamina's going to win the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank by throwing Bailey off the side of the building. <laughs> Cannot wait. Fantastic. Ten years in the making. Finally, Tamina's going to wear a proper championship. If Tamina wins, wins, I'll... I need to think of a a prop bet, because I'll do something. She fully deserves it. She fully deserves it. She's been on fire during this feud. When she picked up that T-shirt and went, this is a small, I'm an extra large. Don't tell me you weren't pissing your pants laughing. We've all been there. We've all picked a wrong T-shirt size before. Yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Money about qualifying matches. Uh, Daniel Bryan beats Cesaro and Dana beats Naomi. Oh, God. What is going on? (laughs) When Naomi came back at the Rumble, everyone was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much I loved Naomi. She's so great and I love the gimmick. And then that. And I think that was at Rumble 2020, which was... Five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot's happened since, but I just don't understand why you wouldn't capitalise on Naomi's popularity right now, you know? don't Maybe don't push her towards the title straight away, but at least let her win some wrestling matches. It was her face at the end that was the worst part. She had a proper pout on it. It was, it was heartbreaking. 
Because you knew it was just like the realisation setting in that they've had Dana Brooke beat me. She's not a household name like you. It's my favourite Dana promo ever still. She was cutting good promos during that match. (laughs) She was like, she was like, this is all about fighting, not dancing. And shouting stuff like that (laughs) on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. An actually good thing. Sonia absolutely tears into Mandy saying, I quote, she's a dime a dozen bottle blonde lab. Ziggler rides and tries to make amends. Lab, sorry, that was my notes fault. The created in a lab. She's I'm not a lab. Reading herself. this of a thing, it did, I've called her a Labrador. I think. Thank you. <laughs> She's yeah, a blonde cheers. lab. Cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ziggler arrives and tries to make amends with Mandy. Sonya attacks Mandy, and she attacks back. And then Otis arrives in the heels bail. God, Sonya was good in the segment, and like actually good as opposed to the other stuff that was said on the show. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I liked it. Um... One thing I didn't like was that it's still tied up with the Otis and Ziggler thing, though, because I feel like that kind of was all said and done at WrestleMania, so we don't need Otis attacking Ziggler anymore. I'd like to see that just ended now, so I don't know where that's going, but um, Ziggler's still trying to make amends with Mandy, and I'm not too big a fan of that. What about you, Ross? Yeah, Sonya, I'm sure the, the thespians watching will say she's got great range. Uh, that promo showed all of the range. But I agree with Jack. I want to see Otis moving on to bigger and better things than Dolph Ziggler, even though Dolph Ziggler probably should have been a Hall of Fame nomination this week after the news that came out about him, buying people's merch and whatnot. We should mention that, I guess. Good on oh, him. That's what right. a lovely yes. man. Which wrestler was it? I forget. There was a few, wasn't there? I know he paid for a Kurt oh. Hawkins cameo. Or was that just somebody messing about because it was about how man he should take back Dolph? I don't know if that one just got the wrong end of the stick there, but he's definitely been buying a few T-shirts Stuff like that. He was also wearing Zack Ryder, a Zack Ryder t-shirt on on this segment in, on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. God, I didn't even notice that. Thank you. Don't know how he snuck that past because <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Zip his jacket up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Big E beats the Miz and Jey Uso, meaning the New Day are new tag team champions. Uh, once again, Jack is the Incredible. What did you think? I haven't seen this match yet, actually. So I don't know. Ross? It was what you expect. Just a good triple threat match with three good wrestlers. Well, yeah, I three good wrestlers. Um, it just makes you wonder why Biggie hasn't been a singles guy yet. That was what I, my main thought coming out. That was like, you could see him being a big singles world champion. Just with the way he performed and the way he won. That was my main takeaway. Matthew? Yeah. I think we've all been saying that for a while. And at least he can say this would be a good way to go. It goes, well, I won the tag titles by myself. You know. We need to speak about the hacker as well. What are, what's your thoughts on the uh, the rumours and the innuendos and the investigative journalism that's going on at the minute? Someone's pinpointed mm-hmm. the, the coordinates on the Twitter account or whatever, and apparently it's in New Mexico. And consequences, consequences Creed used to build himself from New Mexico, which means it's Xavier Woods. He's denied <laughs> it. That's good, that's good um, research there, but he's denied it, saying, I, do you think I would... He said I would, I would, I would dress much nicer than that. <laughs> it was interesting because like the main, the, the last tag team that was highlighted on the, the promo package was the New Day. It was like, we're going to expose the truth on the New Day. Oh, I hope it's not mm. like, because I, uh, I don't want New Day to ever split up. I want to book the trend, be together forever. 
Well, if it's not him, then I think it's what everyone else is thinking. If it's hacking, uh, it's the Daily Mail. <laughs> cool. Well, what do I roll? Drew arrives with Vega and her stable in the opening segment. Uh, the raw graphic describes Drew as the universal champion for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andrade arrives and Drew absolutely destroys him while his stablemates refuse to make the save. In the main event, Drew beats Gaza and Claymore's theory when he tries to intervene. Drew's just battering all the heels. He's really strong. Grr. He's the champion. He did, a, he did a Tiger King reference, didn't he, on his way down to the ring the first time? Hello, did he? Yeah, hello, yeah, we cats and kittens. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Don't know why he's advocating that no good proverbial Carol Baskin, though. I know. So I want to know. Eh? The backlash has really begun uh, against um, the Carol Baskin haters, though. So it's Does all, it? everything, everything, well, not, I, I might have overstated it a little bit there. Some people are now defending Carol. I didn't like Carol, but I didn't like anyone else either. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's great. They're all terrible people. Apart from Cowie. And Saf. Apart from And Saf. Yeah, Saf. And that one guy that helped out with his uh, political campaign. Oh, yeah, he was all right. But he was a libertarian, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you. He wasn't a good guy, but the guy... the. The bloody speedboat scene is just out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, it was the the, the FBI informant. Yeah, the guy who got involved. Oh with the... god, yeah, him. And he's just on a jet ski, just loving yeah. life. It's so That's good. Right. I forgot about that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did love it. It's like, so what are your thoughts on uh, what's his name being an informant for the FBI? What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Money the Man qualifiers. Back to the boring reality of wrestling. Alistair Black beats Austin Theory. Apollo Crews beats MVP. And Rey Mysterio beats Murphy. Ooh. That was Apollo Crews' biggest win. Why are you not? Why are you underselling it, Matthew? The commentators were going akapot, so they were. What, of a victor of MVP? Yeah. Tom was like, it's the biggest win of Apollo Cruz's career. Woo! I'm not going to lie here. Like, I've just been watching Raw and not paying attention to anything. I've watched it and be like, right. Well, the, my watch says three hours has passed. The Mysterio oh. Buddy Murphy match was all right, to be oh, fair. Yeah. I was yeah. shocked that Ray won, like. Mm, same. Nia Jax destroys Kyrie Sane and a quote. <laughs> It sucks. Oh, yeah, it does suck. thing from Raw. Oh, it really sucks. Oh, my God. That was scary. If you've I not know, seen right? it, can some, does someone want to describe it? Because it was terrifying. It was a oh, buckle bomb attempt that went wrong. Yeah. yeah Instead I of thought... giving her an upwards trajectory, she just went, huh, straight down. <laughs> I, I think I someone translated what Kyrie... Apparently, Kyrie was... I don't know if I've picked this up wrong off someone's Twitter, but someone translated what Kyrie was shouting... When she was up in the air, maybe it was like, let me go. No, no, it's a... not trans. It's in English. It's in English. You're shouting, I'm not sick. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Yeah. Beg me pardon. Well, I don't know if it's misheard because she's just shouting and she might just be saying something heelish. But if you listen for it, what she sounds like she's saying in English, it sounds like I'm not set. But why would she be screaming it, though? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Matthew? Yeah, no, you've done such a good job. Saying stuff then, I think I had anything incredible to add. Um, I don't, ah, 
did Carrie Carrie must have said she was fine when she got backstage, surely? Because Nia's been like making it a part of her social media game, hasn't she? Every single time someone tweets her, she goes ha ha and stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, it's a bit tone bit tone deaf if it wasn't like if everyone wasn't like okay with it afterwards, surely. Yeah, because she brought up it was Ronda Rousey was uh, damaging Alexa Bliss. She got annoyed or something that she people people weren't allowed to say who it was. So people said, "Oh, it must have been her then." And she went, "No, no, no, it wasn't me. It was her, and it was Ronda Rousey." So now her gimmick to get back at that is she's playing up the fact that she is a bit unsafe and hurts people. Yeah, she's by I mean, she being unsafe and hurting people. If anyone could have had a go at, um, if anyone could have a go at at someone for injuring opponents it's not Nia Jax is it I mean she's got previous she's injured I think she's failed to catch Charlotte a couple of times and oh god and she punched Becky Lynch right in the face <laughs> yeah we'll be here a turned while her into, turned her into a megastar in all fairness but she punched Becky Lynch in the face yeah she meant it <laughs> yeah I saw a comment on Reddit on that was like I saw a comment on Reddit that was like she injures most girls, which I thought was pretty bad, to be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like uh, most girls in brackets, safe. <laughs> the Viking Raiders are now big, goofy oh comedy lads. Oh, my God. <laughs> they singing songs in a car, driving around. Yay. Is Have it meant to be the... Go oh, on, oh. sorry. No, after you. Well, I was just saying, is it meant to be the SpongeBob SquarePants thing when they're going Viking Raiders, or have I just got that from somewhere else? It does what, sound like the theme SpongeBob song? SquarePants. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But instead of saying "Who lives in a pineapple under the sea," they're saying "We're men with beards, and all shall fear Viking Raiders." It's not exactly SpongeBob, but it's similar. I'd be more on board if the promo packages were edited like the start of the SpongeBob theme, <laughs> yeah. where the guy, the guy with the mouth, is like, "Oh." <laughs> it was big yeah, spear. Do- <laughs> do Who lives in the performance we- center and cannot leave? Viking <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Again, I love the SpongeBob theme song. If only for the fact that the German version goes SpongeBob Scumcock. <laughs> and then apparently the main event of this raw recap wait, is wait, wait, sorry, sorry, Bobby Lashley sec. flips wait, a big wait, tire. Wait, 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 Before we get to the amazing scene that was Bobby Lashley flipping the big tire. Is the Viking Raiders changed because they wanted to make the revival into weird Morris dancers and they've gone now? Someone was, someone because I tweeted like, did the, uh, did the Viking Raiders ask for their release yet? Someone replied was like, uh, will it rehire Sarah Logan, but there's one thing you must do. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Logan was mentioned a hell of a lot for someone who's been released. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very strange. Apparently they were yeah. going to use her, but then didn't on Raw. Oh, it's interesting. It's... Speaking of that, people getting used on NXT. The Cruiserweight title tournament is still happening. And Jake Atlas beat Drake Maverick in the Cruiserweight tournament. Oh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that in a sec. That's right. I thought it was a beautiful segue. Oh, no, Obviously it's not dynamite beautiful enough for some. Sorry. Oh, no, but sorry, I cut you off when you were talking about Lashley flipping the big tyre as well. Oh, we have to go back to that story. Yeah, we can't miss that. Uh, nah. Yes, uh, Bobby Lashley flipped the tyre. Yep. There we go. What are your thoughts, Jack? He flipped two tyres. Oh, sorry. Each one bigger than the last. 
Each one. Each one. (laughs) One. One bigger than the last. (laughs) What was the point? But there was a new story attached to this. Oh, was there? Well, more just speculation. The people are saying that it seems like they've scrapped the um, Lana and Lashley breakup angle that they were starting to go for at WrestleMania. Now it seems like they're on good terms again. Could this be because Rusev's been released? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. Oh. Who flips out her tires and has to keep his wife, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> has to keep his wife. <laughs> oh. On NXT, uh, yeah, as I said, Jake Atlas beat Drake Maverick in the Cruiserweight Tournament. Drake is very dejected. and They, they make, make no- a lot. Right. They make loads about there's a promo and there's there's like two promos and one with Jake Atlas giving him like a pep talk and yeah go on what were you going to say because I think it's probably the same thing that I was going to say. I was going to say people are now speculating. Wait a minute, are they keeping him? Have they gone from really getting rid of him to go? Oh, maybe we can turn this into something. Mm-hmm. Is this is he actually staying? And what, what do you they, think about that, uh, Rossage the sausage? Well, Matthew the Pafew. Uh, I reckon, I don't, yeah, surely they've just seen the, the sort of outcry on social media and the reaction to his emotional video and thought, oh, we might have made an error here. Part A small part of me reckons, or doesn't really reckon, a small part of me thinks that they might have gone like, let's just throw a red herring in with these actual releases. Could they have done that? That's a bit too immoral. But I'm throwing out though- scandalous accusations here, scandalous. <laughs> I think it's unlikely, but is it too immoral, given recent... The past month or so. Imagine what? being like, imagine being Zack Ryder and someone they've actually released and then seeing that and then they oh, breaking out when it's just thinking about what I am. But yeah, the, the, hopefully they do realise, oh, we've got this very talented man who, you know, we've given now to in the past and he's made something of everything he's been given and maybe if we give him something, as he said, like he wants a steak, give him a steak. Me and Pachiti have, um, <laughs> we're, we've had a little debate about this. I think it's, he's still going to get released and he's going to put people over on his way out. But she thinks that he's going to be kept on. This is shades of when... Matthew, I don't know if you know this, but The Office was really torn when John Moxley was being let go. Um, some people thought it was a work. Some people thought it was a shoot. Uh, Sam Driver said publicly that if it wasn't a work, he would eat his heart. And as far as I'm aware, about a year later, he's, he's not eating any hearts, which is a bit of a shame. What are oh. your thoughts on that? So someone said they'd do something, they wouldn't do it. In yeah, Cultaholic. Right. What do you mean? What is that? What do, what do you mean We're by that? We're going to have to sort this out when everything blows over. That's right. Because there's a lot of, he's a big lad, but there's more of him, more of us than there is of him. And I think we need to film him. Film him? He needs to eat a <laughs> hat <it>. on camera. <laughs> he thought he was being so clever, he did. He's like, ah, oh, it's work. You're on Mark's. No, we're not, Sam. <laughs> oh, really? All the mark. He used the M word. <laughs> he did. He Was did. it with a hard Sam's M? Quite, Sam's quite partial to the M word occasionally. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah. Oof. You love to see it. Also, NXT, <laughs> Dream and Cole argue to start the show. Dream is jumped by the Undisputed Era. Lee makes a save, setting up a tag match by golly. And um, Priest takes out Keith Lee with a nightstick, leaving Dream without a partner. But here comes Dexter Loomis. Spooky muck serial killer himself to save the day. The match ends with Dream pinning the NXT champion. Yeah! Good Dexter. <laughs> Did Love you see him. Dexter when it was on TV? I've never seen it. Oh. Ross? Really, really no, good. I've never seen it either, yeah. Oh. I was going to say, really, really good. And there's one season that is universally disliked by everybody that watched Dexter. Everyone would turn around and go, ooh, yeah. Everyone, it was one of these weird moments when everyone decided at the exact same time, right? This is the exact moment the show jumped the shark. This one whole season. So, is wow. it better than Dexter's Lab? No, no, of course not. No, and also in the cruiserweight tournament, which Drake Maverick may or may not be part of. Oh, who may have been fired, but is still on NXT. Rockstar Spud, uh, Kushida beat Tony Nese in the tournament as well. And then Gargano and Candy have a big evil dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. That's interesting, Jack, to write that. What counts, what counts as a big evil dinner for you? There was dark lighting. They were saying evil things. Um, they want to they wanna both hold both of the titles and reign as the king and queen of NXT. It was just a bit of an evil dinner. It was shot very evilly. It was almost like a Dark Order dinner. You just needed Brody Lee there being angry at people for eating before he'd started. Yelling, I'm Brody Lee, damn it. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, oh, what's he called? Mr. Brody, sorry. I've said the wrong thing there. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mm. Oh, well, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, Ross, <laughs> any thoughts on the evil dinner? And what would be an evil dinner for you? An evil dinner for me would be not one, but two king-size meals from Burger King. 
One after the other, each bigger than the last. <laughs> like the tires. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. I saw this promo, and it's it's a heel turn, isn't it? Because she's 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 snapped. She's gone insane. That's the the definition of insanity. I mean, I'm intrigued because she's done bugger all, really, hasn't she, Candice LeRae, so far? When you think of how you know all the the monumental things she did before she got there, it's not really hit the same heights, has it? And it's sort of she's she's there. So it's interesting to see. I hope she isn't dressed like Ayo Shirai and Dakota Kai because there's too many people dressing like that these days. To turn heel in NXT, you wear tight leather pants and a black top. And whoa, you're bad. Oh, I mean, <laughs> let's not discredit all of Candice's achievements because she did make the quarterfinals of one of the Mae Young Classics. So come on now. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Fair enough. laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I was being sarcastic. She only got to the quarters, and I think Shayna just murdered her. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think the highly successful gimmick of being Johnny Gargano's wife, if she comes out, that was the bit that got me. It was like, oh no, Johnny, don't do that. It's too dangerous. Flashback to her <laughs> on the Indies, bleeding everywhere. <laughs> Suddenly, she's like a damsel in distress from the nineteen thirties. Johnny, no. <laughs> And then Phantasma beats Jack Gallagher in a tournament match. And the Lucha Ninja dudes try to abduct him afterwards, but he fights them off. So he wasn't behind it. Oh. Who is it? Well, what are the Lucha guys uh, in NXT? Uh, the Lucha House Party. I would love it. Oh, I would please. love it please. if we beat them. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely love it. The one house Imagine- party you can trust right now. Yeah, that was was really good. Thank you. And AW Dynamite, TNT Championship Tournament Qualifiers uh, saw Darby Allen beat Sammy Guevara, despite a pre-match ambush and a very good match. Dustin Rhodes, pitting his career on the line against Kip Sabian, come out victorious, after Brandy takes out Penelope Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Ross? Yeah. I mean, I I never believed that Dustin was going to retire after he worked us marks last year. No, I've not been released by WWE. I'm still under contract. Oh, whoops, I've just turned up somewhere else. Oh, I'm like Finley Martin when it comes to... Who was it? Mick Foley. When it comes to uh, Dustin Rhodes, I am. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah, it was a good match. Um, I liked all of AEW this week. It was all... There wasn't really any low light for me. Even that guy who Kenny Omega faced. Woof. Oh, he was class. Woof. Like a little Three... Stu Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Three years of experience this said on commentary. He was Didn't amazing. They? Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's great. Uh... He was a great seller. He was bumping and selling all over the place. So is that guy who faced Brody Lee. I'm forgetting the name, sorry. That guy. Just, Justin Law. That's an anime man. Character, murderer, fella, apparently. Oh. Matthew? Is it? Uh, maybe. I might have looked it up later, earlier. Justin Law. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be nerded by ye. Come on, got a reputation <laughs> to keep up. Uh, Justin Law. There was some fandom. Justin Law, solicitors, firm in Slough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blokey from Soul Eater. All right, cool. Well, that's for 12 year olds, so I'm okay not knowing it. Justin Ma- Law. Um, I thought when he came out on Dynamite, I was like, well, I'm going to get so many comments of people saying that he looks like me. There's been one, so maybe he doesn't. Because I thought he did. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be crap. 
but he uh, he apparently doesn't look like me, so that's that's all right then. But I now feel a bit of an affinity towards him, and I want him to win. You thought you looked like him. Well, a little bit. He looks a bit like Michael McIntyre, Mike Bailey. All right, maybe off the top, not. <laughs> off, off, the, off, the top, off the top of my head, I can't, I'll have to look at the picture of him. I can't remember. <laughs> I just thought people were going to say that because he was like young looking and, you know, crap. <laughs> so I thought people were going to be like, oh, it's you. I like the bit you where he stopped his opponent went, I've just got this story to tell about one time, like 10 years ago, I went to a why party was that and sto- then why was that I got story locked so- out of the room. Why- and then- yeah, why was that story so offensive to you? So they all blend together the storytelling, like, and then I went there, and it was, I believe it was a Friday. No, no, it was a Saturday, and then I went. No, that's not what I did. No, I went right. That's not. No, sorry, lads, I'm not remembering anything. Tell you what, it caused conflict in the comments section on last week's podcast. Oh, did it? What did they say? Some people were in. Some people were in favour of the story, and someone basically said that I'm boring. If that's my story from university, they were like, "Well, that's crap. You didn't get drunk (laughs) enough." I was like, "Oh, yeah." That's it. You should show them next week by showing a proper. Wait, you can't say any of the proper ones on this, can you? Um, what have you seen me do, like? Class A drugs. We've all been in you. <laughs> all at once. In all a, I'm saying in a is, blender. You know how that, I know that wasn't you, Jack, because you can't pass a wellness. <laughs> anyway, Mahali's Elite Deletion Challenge, now aimed at Sammy Guevara, not Chris. And later at the inner circle, do some TikTok dances known as Flim Flam. That's right. Jake Hager, Jake Hager should have won. Is that an actual thing, is it? The flim flammer is it just an inner circle thing. I'm not down with the kids, me. I don't know, I'll have to check Soul Eater. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's just them, I think. Yeah. But I, I don't know. What the like sa- hey, They're always wacky guys with their <laughs> social media and doing videos of people or whatever. Can't really take the moral high ground here. And of course, Sammy won. As I keep on telling people, no one's topping Sammy. Orange Cassidy beats Jimmy Havoc with a roll-up. Um, I'm liking this. It's conflict of personalities. It's almost like, you know, seeing Tatanka taking on Doink the Clown from Mighty 2, the type of characters we've got here with Orange Cassidy being the man he is and Jimmy Havoc being a miserable Londoner. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, which one do you feel affiliation with? Um... Neither, really. They're both kind of opposite ends of a spectrum. But, you know, we've all met Jimmy, haven't we? We've all bloody met him. Come on, England. And then he lost. Ross. He was horrible to me. (laughs) (laughs) Was this a a defiant or...? No, no. No. I did a straight-to-hell episode with him and he he pulled my pants down. Oh, God, that's right. Yes. When it comes to improv, I don't have any of it. And Jimmy Havoc has lots of it. And he showed me up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll move on. No, 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 no crying in wrestling. Or podcast. And then Brody Lee recruits an unseen figure into the Dark Order. He's six foot two, 240 pounds. Used to play football. My God, AEW signed Roman Reigns. <laughs> that was good, Jack. Thank you, mate. And... That has obviously been it for wrestling. And I'm sorry if I sounded very downbeat there, but the empty arena situation is... I was all right and accepting for it to be at first, but now it's just these are just shows that are happening. I'm like, all right, 
Yeah, it's hard for a show to be really good. Right. They're happy like, they're imagine... doing the best of they can. I completely understand, but I'm not going to be like, wow, this was great. It, it, it was have the not, best it could be. Have you not been enjoying it? It's obviously different nah. than when a crowd would be there, but like last week's SmackDown and AEW this week, I really enjoyed them. I don't know if that's just because Tamina, but you know. <laughs> what about you, For Jack? Me, Are you doing okay watching these shows? The novelty's wearing off a bit. It was interesting at first, but I feel like this week especially, like that Orange Cassidy match, that should have been, in front of a crowd, that would have been so much better. And unfortunately it wasn't, but yeah. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> now it's time to have a little look in our mailbag. Number one. Hello, fantastic opinion havers. Oh, that's nice. With all this free time on my hands, resting be... be Wrestling has been a welcome distraction in a lot of ways. Part of that is your constant entertaining content. Me and my brain, thank you for keeping me sane. It was Part of the wrestling content I've been consuming slash binging is Dark Side of the Ring. According to Wikipedia, Season 2 is all planned out, and I am assuming based on the popularity and positive responses to the program that there will be a Season 3. My question is, are there any dark stories of wrestling that you've heard about but don't know the full story that you would like dark side of the ring to investigate personally i would like to know more about the rise fall and death of brian pillman i consider tweeting his son to ask if they're doing an episode and start next season but figure that's probably a stupid idea yeah well done so i thought i would ask y'all instead thank you for again richening my life for professional wrestling and being one of the few measurements for time and life to keep me from going insane since i moved from new jersey nevada for my dream job during all this madness Genuinely, oh. your bets on yourself, the star Coldaholic, oh, I see, uh, inspired me to leave a job I hated, and now I have my dream job while living on Lake Tahoe. Kindly, Dan Davis, hailing from Newfield, New Jersey, out of Truckee, California. That's good to hear. God, that's a and nice, also, is lovely it t- email. Lake, is it like Tahoe or something? I can't remember how it's pronounced. Lake Tahoe. Tahoe. Uh, Tahoe. Tahoe. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, P.S. I've also been been watch, also, all right, whatever. Been watching The Simpsons from the beginning, and every time Bart calls Mo, it makes me laugh thinking of Mafu getting snuck by similar names on camera. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. That was a lovely email. So, for people who don't know, Dark Side of the Ring has been investigating some of the darker sides of the ring in wrestling. Uh, like I said, Benoit's been this season, Snooker, Dino Bravo. Not a, not a comedy, but are there any dark sides of the ring that you would like that show to have a look at? That's a good question. I'm going to point at Ross. Well, I think the one. The first one that came to my mind was the '93 steroid trial. Obviously, there's been a lot reported, but I'll, I want to see Dark Side of the Ring paint it out in a nice, simplistic way for silly people like me to understand. And on that point, I want a whole series dedicated to the life and times of Vince McMahon. I want someone <laughs> to do a, a proper deep dive on everything to do with Vince. <laughs> I find him fascinating, me. Jack? Um, that not, not this specific incident, but that era of TNA surrounding um, like Hogan and Bischoff coming in and just ruining everything. Um, probably like, you've got loads of stuff there. You've got like the, the very unfortunate Jeff Hardy situation where he turned up out of his mind and, and Sting had to, like, shoot, pin him. Um, that 
legendary Impact show where Jeff Hardy first turned up and there was that big red cage and Homicide tried to climb out the top and then couldn't. Um, and just that whole era. And, and what was the other bit? Hogan cutting a promo on four-sided rings versus six-sided rings and the fans just absolutely crapping all over him. Just that whole era of TNA is what I want to see. Matthew. It's a good one. I like it. Something like Ross said, use it just to fully explain to me because sometimes I get lost in these details. The story trials is fantastic, by the way, because there's a lot of like snide gossip there. And by the way, me, Tom Campbell, and Justin Henry will be covering SummerSlam 94 to coincide with Tom's um, lovely Raw, Raw Retro review. And SummerSlam 94 is the view immediately following the story trials. So, fun fact. I would go with Global Force Wrestling. And oh. what happened there... Uh, Jeff Jarrett going, hey, we've rebranded. We mean you haven't paid for the rights. All right, bye then. That was an, <laughs> a creepy, mysterious one. And also one to cover <sighs> Bash of the Beach 2000 and Russo uh, deciding, hey, it would be a good idea to pretend to shoot on Hogan. So then Hogan agrees to it, does it all, and then Hogan gets legit annoyed and goes, wait a minute, I've been worked into a shoot. And then, like, legitimately tries to sue WCW. And in a role, in a match that did absolutely nothing for the company, but requires at least a 10 minute explanation to fill in all the blanks whenever it gets brought up. Hogan never gets worked into a shoot. Yeah. Well, Mm. you can't get worked into a shoot if you just change what a shoot is. When you (laughs) say Andre the Giant died immediately after, you know, getting slammed by Hogan, when he weighed 900 pounds. And had two rows of teeth like a shark. <laughs> now, you know what? Following on for Ross said, just to have Hogan dictating his own life. <laughs> but the problem is they have to have it as a fantasy rather than a documentary. Anyway, question number two. Greetings, you beautiful bastards. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone at the Colic team for their continued efforts at producing top-notch content during these troubling times. Your content has kept me sane while I'm stuck 8,000 miles away, bloody hell, from my friends and family thanks to uni. And for that, I am grateful. This period of self-isolation has reminded me of some incredible wrestling-related stories. <laughs> what a segue. The most absurd of these stories relates to a classmate's brothers and a cursed picture of Hulk Hogan, of course. During a trip to the US in the early 2000s, my classmate's mother took a signed picture of Hulk Hogan at an event as a gift to her Hulkster-obsessed children. The kids were over the moon as they laid their eyes upon the picture. However, their father went absolutely mental. The father despised Hogan and burned the image on sight. The absurdity of the story and the pure hatred for Hogan kills me every time. Looking back at more recent events, it was probably a justified reaction. (laughs) This leads me to my question. How was your family's relationship with wrestling during your youth? And were you unlucky enough to have witnessed some family drama sparked by wrestling? <laughs> For me personally, the extent of my family's interactions on wrestling goes to one incident in which my father stumbled upon me viewing a promo recapping the Eve Torres angle of Cena and remarked, do you really enjoy this rubbish? Kind regards, Dawaf from California slash Saudi Arabia. Bloody hell, that was a hard one to read out. Oh. Now, I was like, is, is, is your dad Sergeant Slaughter? I was going to say, like, it, it's not hatred for wrestling. 
which you often hear. It's just specifically Hogan. I was going to say, is he a big Dungeon of Doom fan or something? <laughs> Why does he hate Hogan so much? He had to burn the photo. <laughs> I'd love it if it, his dad was a smock. He's like, no, you should be watching The Horsemen instead. They're way better. Damn it, why can't you like great Sasuke? <laughs> well, on that note, I did Ross last time. Jack, have you had any problems with wrestling in regards to your family? No, they thought that um They told me it was like crap and stuff. I'm not from I'm not from a family of wrestling fans, so they were like, Oh, it's you know, it's not real, blah blah blah. But they never stopped me from watching it. Um They always sound about it. Um, I think I told a story on the podcast once about my grandma's neighbour, Bill, who tried to talk me out of it and then got in the car on the way home and my mum was like, don't listen to Bill. Watch what you want. I was like, cheers, mum. But um, no, I've not got any. They're all, they're not wrestling fans. They don't really understand a lot of my job, but they're absolutely fine with it. Ross? Yeah, my mum encouraged it when I was young, bought me all the VHSs and whatnot and then... She bought me an ECW one, which she didn't agree with because obviously I was like a young a young boy and ECW was what it was. And then it got to the stage when we got Sky and I would watch Raw on a Thursday night on the replay that would air like 9 o'clock or something. And every time I'd watch it, she'd walk in and there was something to do with bikinis and divas. <laughs> and every single time I'd have to go, oh, I'll change the channel then. So yeah, that was, that was the only source of issue I got from wrestling in my family. Matthew? Now, talking about there being any issues was uh, one time, like, oh, good, I think I'll sneakily watch Raw on, it was been Sky Sports then, in 2005. And it wasn't like my dad was like, anti-wrestling. It's just that I couldn't watch it upstairs because you had to have Sky and you had to pay more for the multiple subscription. I wasn't going to do that. So I just didn't want him watching it and going, ha ha, <laughs> ripping on it. So I watched it for a bit and it was like John Cena versus Viscera, you know, the world's largest love machine. And my dad, my dad didn't even say anything. He's looked at me like, okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm going to switch it off now. Grabs over. <laughs> and he like, goes, up next, Mickey James takes on Trish Stratus. He's like, after this match, uh, I'm going to take this off. <laughs> so thanks, Trish. Uh-huh. Question number three. Hey, guys, hope you're all doing well. Big chat on the channel. And there has been some genuinely laugh out loud moments on the podcast. Woohoo. My personal favourite being when Matthew referred to one of the Singh brothers as the as the fat ugly one who doesn't take any bumps. <laughs> Did I say Did that? Did you? I remember <laughs> that. I think I'm getting work now because then people said, oh, you must have said it. This guy's quoting you. <laughs> All right, Hogan. The, the uh, fat ugly one who never takes fa- any bumps. I would... So off the top of your head, Matthew, now, which one is that? Who would you say that about? Oh, well, if I was going to say that, it would... Mm. <laughs> Sorry, my, my lawyer's saying uh, to the client comment. Oh, he blatantly means Sunil. He, he obviously means Sunil saying, because Samia fell off the Punjabi prison. Turn. Look. Sorry. Uh, we're easy to get us too uh, mixed up. That was Jack. With two new world champions being crowned at WrestleMania, it seems WWE might be going in a new direction. My question is, who do you think the next new world champion will be and who do you want to be the next new world champion a little note enter shikari released a new album this week bloody hell there's a track called modern living which has a line that sounds like we're all cultaholics drinking gin and tonics oh give the listen to see if i'm the only one that hears that 
I listen to it. Sorry. Really, and what, do you, what do you say? All right. Um, it sounds like... It, I think the lyrics are actually we're all... Um, it's another pun on alcoholic, but it's like we're all apocaholics, like apocalypse, something like that. So it's not cultaholic. Um, but it's, it, I, can see where, I can see where they've got it from there. Okay. Uh, keep up the good work. Fant from Leeds. Uh, Fant must be the fat, ugly one who's taking me back. Nah, anyway, I'll move on from that. Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, the next new world champ. So I assume that they mean... First time. Right. So I'll go first and still what everyone's probably thinking. Big E. Oh. Oh. Like you said, he's got a lot of momentum. Just won the tag titles by himself, so he's got that bragging rights. People love him. You don't hear many negative things about him. Takes lots of bumps. Uh, yeah, I'll go with him. Ross. I think they're going with, I think they're going with Andrade. I want them to go with Angel Garza. There you go. Um, I think I was going to say Angel Garza, but I'll go for uh, Alistair Black. I'd like for it to be Alistair Black. I think he's very good. But I don't think we'll see a fresh new champion for a while, for quite a long time, especially since Drew and Braun have just won them for the first time. But um, Alistair Black is who I'd like to see. Fantastic. And thank you very much for all the amazing questions. Well, nearly all of them this week. If you have any thoughts, crazy dreams, or stories about your parents burning photos of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> please don't hesitate to send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. That's time for the segment. So good. They named the candy after it. Reese's Pieces. Hi, Diddle Ho, Mafu, Busboy, and Ross. What? Whoa, 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 boy? Busboy. Oh, right. That's an old, it's an old one, but it does work. thought you said something different there. Okay. No. How come Ross doesn't get a nickname? Shocking. Oh, I know, because all the, all the insults for you were trademarked. My Reese's Pieces <laughs> for the evening is based on dream matches. What current superstars would you like to see face wrestlers of the past in their primes? I put together a few here for you to choose from. Okay, so first time watching this, go around the circle, see what we think. It's fastest thought first. And we'll go Ross, Jack, Mafu. So fastest thought first, Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart or Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle? Angle. Um, Angle. <coughs> Salty Bret. AJ Styles versus HBK or AJ Styles versus Eddie Guerrero? Oh, Michaels. <laughs> um, oh, Eddie. <laughs> oh, I can't be bright. Uh, Eddie. John Cena versus Macho Man or John Cena versus Rowdy Roddy Piper? Piper. Macho Man. Piper, just for the promos. Steiners versus the Usos. Or Steiners versus the Undisputed Era. Oh, Undisputed Era. Yeah, the Undisputed Era. I'll go with you, so as to be nice. Cesaro versus Mr. Perfect, or Cesaro versus Owen Hart. Mm. Owen. Oh, yeah, Owen. Owen. Oh, that's really close. But Owen just. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Just cause. 
Tommaso Ciampa versus Triple H or Tommaso Ciampa versus Y2J? Triple H. Is he current Jericho? Is he current Jericho or like prime Jericho? Prime. He's still in his prime, damn it. (laughs) If it's a younger Jericho than Jericho. (sighs) Triple H, because he does that storyline wrestling thing so well. Becky versus Lita or Becky versus Jazz? Oh, Oh, Becky versus Jazz. I've got to go for... Jazz is so underrated. Love Jazz. Yeah. Three-way tie there for Jazz. New Day versus Edge and Christian or New Day versus DX? Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian for the promos. Edge and Christian for the wazoo battles. John Moxie versus Stone Cold or Moxie versus Cactus Jack? Bang, bang. Ooh. Stone Cold. Ooh. Ooh, that's really hard. I'll go for... Um, I'll go for Stone Cold as well because I think that I enjoy Moxley in hard-fought contests rather than hardcore steps. I like Moxley when he lands on sharp objects. Cactus Jack. <laughs> Velveteen Dream versus The Rock or Velveteen Dream versus Rick Rude? Ooh, The Rock. It has to be Velveteen Dream versus The Rock. It has to be Dream versus Rude for the sexiest match. Rock sexy. Sexiest match. Okay. Favorite Rick Rude line was, I'm Rick Rude. If you don't know who I am, go into the kitchen and ask your sister. She'll know. <laughs> Volta versus Vader or Volta versus Bruiser Brody? Bruiser Brody. Um, Vader. No. Yeah. Vader. 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 Absolutely. What a match. Oh, and thanks for all you do. Oh, whatever. I'm just reading what's on the screen. Thanks for all you lads, and stay safe during these trying times. From your pal, Disco Stew. That's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> I get that. Disco Stew's messaged in. That's nice. Big fan. Disco Stew. Well, this, Disco Stew has some very good picks there for Reese's Pieces. If you are a real or fictional character, you can, of course, send your Reese's Pieces to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. Wow. What a great Discord call. (laughs) And this week's big question. Sure to do record numbers. Uh What is your first memory of wrestling? It's an interesting question to ask people. Could be very different to what they end up watching later on in life. So, I know what mine is. So, sod it, I'll go first. First memory of actual watching it on TV. We may have had a recorded off Sky Sports uh, SummerSlam 1992. Only had the last three matches on for some reason. So we had Macho Man versus Warrior, Kamala versus Undertaker, and Bret Hart versus Bulldog. And I know everyone in England is legally required to say that they love SummerSlam 92 because Davy Boy Smith won the IC title for Bret Hart in one of the best matches of all time. However, at that age, I did not care about work rate or star ratings or how impressive. Brett was carrying a completely effed up uh, David Boy Smith. No, 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 no. What I cared about and what sticks to me this day was The Undertaker coming to the ring in a hearse, followed by Kamala coming out with the big old mask from Crash Bandicoot, and Bobby Heenan saying on commentary, Kamala is going to put The Undertaker in a pot and cook him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought, this is, this is great. This, this is wrestling. 
oh, this this man's going to eat another dude <laughs> in front of 80,000 people. And also, the other dude's dead, so he's going to taste horrible. But Kamala doesn't <laughs> care. And I think about that memory a lot. So that's my happy memory. Ross, what's yours? Uh, I don't know. I'm still not sure what came first, but it was either getting a WCW uh, VHS about Goldberg and Sting. I forget the Superstar series, I think they're called. It came in a green box. Lovely VHS. Uh, lovely VHS. Or it was watching, or somehow I saw Kane doing his lightning fist, like setting people on fire and stuff, that one. And the guy ran up the rampway when he sat on fire by Kane doing lightning out of his hands. It was either one of those two things that came first. Live wrestling was Morbeth Leisure Centre. Come and watch the USA Wrestling with Undertaker and Kane and Prince Albert. They're the three I can remember. I had my picture to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll was never a fake forget. Prince Albert. Yeah, Prince Albert was there. He um, it was <laughs> outside the toilets. He was stood. He was in Cape. Bless this man. He was obviously huge, like Prince Albert, big and bald, sunglasses on, perspex, latex, whatever you want to call it, onesie, onesie, um, singlet. Sorry, and we stood there outside the bogs in Morton Flowers Centre like that. We all going like, "Who are you? What's your name?" And he was just stood there like that and wasn't saying a word. And I had my picture taken with Kane in the ring afterwards. It was it was all kinds of fun. So I, they all came to Mortal Flower Centre, about 98, 99, something like that. Couldn't get any better. We've come a long way in British, in Britain we have when it comes to wrestling. Jack? Um, my first memory of it was, um, I think it was the game, WWF Attitude on the Nintendo 64, which was a solid game to play. I couldn't get the hang of it. Um, and then... So I knew all the WWF roster first, but I first watched WCW Worldwide on Channel 5. Um, and then when the invasion happened shortly after that, it was like the most exciting thing because all these wrestlers that I thought only I knew from WCW were turning up and everyone at school was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, it's Booker T, come on. Um, I also went to a crap live event in Temple Park Leisure Centre in South Tyneside and it was Kane... Kane was there that one as well. He loved the Northeast uh, versus Sting. Um, <laughs> neither of them were Kane nor Sting. Um, but there was one lad. They had a Royal Rumble at the end, and it was won by a heel, which was looking back very brave booking to end a big, essentially a kids' house show with a heel winning. <laughs> and he cut he cut a promo in like his Teesside accent, being like, "You can all kiss my ass," and and I remember like. My dad took me, who's not a wrestling fan, but I remember him being like, that bloke's really good. He's really good at what he does. And I've never been able to work out who it was. Like, I've never been able to work out who who this wrestler was, looking back. He was from, like, Middlesbrough area, and he was... I think he was... I think he was saying he was, like, very good technically, but I can't sounds, remember. It sounds familiar to me. Does it? Was he at the Dra- Morpeth one as well? The Dragon Izu. No, it wasn't Dragon Izu. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I have I have asked Dragon Izu who it was, but he doesn't know. Yeah. At my first live event also featured the UK Undertaker. And I was so hyped for him. Also featured uh, Dean Almark, who's still going, is actually really good now. But apparently it was one of his first shows he had. Apparently he shared it on Facebook a while ago. But me and my brother were hyped because it's like, The Undertaker, 
And this would have been in 2000 when he was American Badass on TV, but that UK Undertaker clearly was like, I'm not paying for new gear. So let's be the, the Taker from 94, <laughs> the purple trim. And we're all hyped. And there's like smoke machines and the you know, organ music and all that. And it's like, please welcome the Undertaker. It comes out like that. And we're all like, yeah. Like, like, we know it's the UK version, but still it's a big guy doing, well, he had long hair still. Brian Lee, you know. And uh, we're all like, yeah, Undertaker, it's so cool. Oh my God, yeah, so hyped. And all you can, all you can hear is all the mums. My mum just laughing their ass off. <laughs> go, mom, why are you laughing? Somebody, this is serious. I got really annoyed with it. I, I remember my dad crapping all over the the wrestling as well because in the Kane versus Sting match, they got like a table out and a ladder, and my dad went, "He's do he's going to do a bit of wallpapering." And my mate who came with us, huge pop for my dad's joke from my mate, absolutely huge pop. Um, I was concentrating on the action, taking notes to do on wrestlers of the week, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> I hope you did a fanzine when you got home. <laughs> Wrestler of the night was the mysterious T side technician. Uh, yeah, who was that? If anyone in the comments knows who that is, please, please oh. let me know. There was also two of like two of like Kane's henchmen who were like smaller versions of Kane, like they had face paint, like his mask who I didn't have a clue who they were. Never really seen or heard of them oh, again. That, that was the, the Singapore Canes. <laughs> but I like the idea because they did a lot of these UK tribute shows, a lot, there's not that much documented uh, stuff of them from way back when. I think it's just some photos and the, just in the, the memories of people that are at the shows, probably for good reason. But there's, I've seen a lot of them. They weren't that picky of what people look like. Uh, <laughs> so... It's gonna suck when you're a bald dude with a goatee, and you tell them like, "Right, I'll be, I'll be Steve Austin if you're being an Undertaker," and they go, "You're not a Steve Austin. You're, a, you're a Prince Albert. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even good enough to be the knockoff of Steve Austin." I mean, I've got to say, I'm just assuming it was Prince Albert because looking back, he was dressed like Prince Albert with the sunglasses and the, the singlet. So if he was, if he was his own wrestling character. I apologise, but you look like Prince Albert in the midst of all the Undertakers and Canes. Wait, he wasn't even Albert. He wasn't even meant to be Albert. He might. He might I'm just assuming that he was, just because it was, you know, Undertaker, Undertaker and Kane were there, so this guy looking like Wait. Prince Albert and being massive. <laughs> well, you know, when you think this of the Grace just... in WF, then you think Undertaker, Kane, <laughs> Prince Albert. <laughs> it's this, this... Grew, he's, he's living the boy of dream. Everyone grows up to be Prince Albert. <laughs> <laughs> well we hope you had fun listening to that because we had fun talking about it uh, thank you very much for listening and watching to another fabulous edition of the Gaulic Classic podcast review wrestling podcast there we go the other, Close one, enough. The other one Matthew <laughs> god I'm hungry to Colaholic podcast done every week I might say it's a weekly podcast that Colaholic produces whatever you want to call it we're going to be here next week for more of the same we thank you for your patience and understanding. Not because of the technical issues, just because of how bad I've been. But I have been Mafu. This has been Ross. Have you anything else to promote on the Colorado channel this week? Uh, there's a tier list video coming out with myself and Tom Campbell looking at every Money in the Bank cash-in. Oh, can't wait to hear what you have to say about... Oh, well, go, I better hurry up then, <laughs> never mind. And Jack, quickly, have you got anything to plug? Um... Just going to go and flush my Class A's down the toilet in a second. 
Um, um, I'm going to plug... It's already up on the channel, but in case you've missed it, we've ranked every 24-7 champion so far. Um, oh, you, you masochists. Yeah, I wrote that, and it took a long time. Uh, Dan, one of our editors, edited it, did a fantastic job. And Pachiti did a great job with the voiceover as well. So it was a little team effort. So I think I'll plug that one on the channel. It's up on the channel now. So Why did Tamina come? Like mid-table. It's harsh. <laughs> Shun a mid-table. What, was she doing some wallpaper? <laughs> and on that note, we'd like to put our hands to the webcams. If you'd like to join in, you can. We can't see you. Whatever gets your socks off. Do that, and on the count of three, say, join us. One, two, three. Join, join us. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 